Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Donna Speldana, happy Monday, y'all. You guys, I am so excited that you guys are here, um, just ready to take this. Does anyone feel like the week is 
well, for me, it feels like this is the last week of the year because I am going out of town on Saturday. I'm going uh, out of town with my family for a week, and then I come back, and then it's, you know, the week, the days between Christmas and New Year's, which I t- typically kind of just take off. So this is my last week to go all in in my business um, for the year. And so because of that, I decided today I wanted to talk about my 10 biggest mistakes I've made this year as an entrepreneur. So I wrote them down early this morning when I wasn't really thinking straight and we'll see what happens, you know, as I go through it. I like to kind of, when I, my brain functions the best, like first thing in the morning. So 5 a.m. I woke up, I wrote down 10 things and now I'm going to go into them. And I'm curious from you guys, as I go through these 10 things that I made a mistake with as my business really took a leap this year. um, And I'll explain in just a second. I'm curious from you guys, if you share in any of these fears or these mistakes, these struggles that I went through too, and how we can learn from them in 2022. So for those of you that don't know who I am, I'm a personal branding coach. I help you as an entrepreneur really get comfortable showing up as yourself, getting confident online, getting really comfortable with learning your, what I call the star factor. And so my business in 2021 really took a leap. I would say very much because of this app, 100% because of Clubhouse, my business uh, changed directions, it changed forces, it just became a lot, uh, it's, it became a lot different than I ever thought it would. If I go back to 2020, which I, I highly suggest you guys use and utilize those on this day, memory, um, you know, or, or like on Facebook or on Instagram, you can go back and you can see where you were 10 years ago, where were you? three years ago, what, what were you posting about? And it's so interesting whenever I do that because I find myself finding this content that has, it's, it's unbelievable to see kind of how my life and trajectory has shifted since I started, you know, going on Instagram every day in 2018, showing myself on stories, right? Two years ago, I was teaching actors how to get representation. And then last year around this time, I was helping, you know, entrepreneurs show up using Instagram. And then, you know, of course, this year it became a whole different kind of world again. So here are the 10 mistakes, and I am so excited to get into it. And if you guys, I'm going to open it up in a bit so we can share in it. Or if you guys have something really important to say, just let me know. Okay, number one. I'm thinking back to January 1st, 2021, when I was just chilling on my couch. I remember this really well. I'd had a late night the night before. We all know this. And I sat there and I said, oh, my gosh, it's January 1st. I've got to come up with some goals. I've got to come up with my goals for 2021. You know, in my mind, I'm like, COVID is over. We're good. And I was thinking to myself, what are my goals? So, of course, I go back to my goal list. And my goal list is huge, okay? The goals that I wrote down in January are so incredibly large, which part of me thinks that's a wonderful thing that you should do. You should write down big, huge, you know, insurmountable goals. The problem is here I am on December, where are we? December 13th, 2021. And I'm like, oh crap. Uh Uh-oh. Didn't get that done. Didn't write that book. Didn't, um, you know, hit 20,000 followers on Instagram. 
didn't make $500,000 this year, all these massive goals that I had put down for whatever reason. And so my biggest mistake was I wrote down goals that felt or should have been maybe a little bit too unrealistic. And yes, I do believe we should all be, you know, writing down those big dreams and those goals and saying them over and over again. Sure. But at the same time, I believe in writing down a big goal, but breaking it down. So in instead of saying $500,000 that I was going to make this year, how about if I said, you know, I'm going to make this uh, percentage more in this capacity. I'm going to make this, I'm going to get these many more clients. I'm going to book this many more gigs and kind of make it a little bit more scratchable. When I say that, I mean like cross off, be able to cross off things on your goal list. When your goals are too big and too out there, there's a part of me that wonders, does our brain or do our brains get to the place where we're like, oh, it's just never going to happen for me. That feels too out there. So instead of saying, this year I'm going to get myself a private jet, how about this year I'm going to buy myself a first class ticket? You know, this year I'm going to be able to upgrade my seat and get extra leg room. Like, let's uh, break down our goals into somewhat more doable goals. So that's my number one mistake. I made some kind of unrealistic goals. Number two, okay, and this is going to come as a surprise to y'all because you guys know that I love, I love to do uh, kind of, I create content as I'm thinking about it. I don't overthink my content. I like to what I call intuitively create. But what I did a lot this year was I acted without planning. So I don't know if you guys are like me. Where if you are you like me where you wake up in the morning and you're like, oh, today I'm gonna, and then you come up with an entire new offer program um, idea, and then you go all in on it. Or are you the kind of person where you wake up in the morning and you're like, okay, let's see. I think today I'm going to start to plan for quarter three for next year. Well, I am definitely not the planner. I am someone that likes to think of something and do it immediately. So it's very spontaneous. That's always how I've been. And it can bite me in the touch because what happens is when you act without planning too much, your brain is like squirrel brain. And I don't know if any of you guys have squirrel brain, but I do. And so my brain, sometimes I wake up in the morning and I come up with ideas and I just go for it, right? And I don't think them out, I don't think them through. And so what happens when that happens is I tend to um, hmm, fail, maybe not really uh, follow through with them, maybe start a lot of projects and not finish them. I don't know about you guys, but how many of you have started that novel and it sits there on page three, you know, with a blinking cursor for, for, for months and months and years? I mean, that is just kind of my go-to. And so my biggest mistake, number two, is acting without planning. I wish I would have spent a little bit more time planning things out before taking the action. And number three, okay, I don't know if any of you guys have teams. My third biggest mistake I made this year was I hired wrong. And what I mean by that is if you guys, I love having people on my team. I have currently a virtual assistant who's been with me since 2018, beginning of 2018. She's fantastic. I have an online business manager who I absolutely love. I would literally, you know, I don't know what I would do if I lost her because she keeps me in line and I need her. But there's a couple other things that I think I hired too fast because in my mind, in those times, I thought to myself, I want to take the easy way out. I don't want to do the work and I need help right now. So I didn't do the research. I didn't get referrals. I didn't ask people, 
you know, have you ever worked with A, B, and C? What are your thoughts? What were the good and bad? I just saw some pretty fancy things and I invested. And if that, if that like taught me anything was that usually didn't work out. Usually what happens is if you just go for the pretty shiny object when it comes to hiring someone for your team or a service provider, it probably, I mean, sometimes it can work, but most likely if you don't really get to know who they are, if you don't really get to see their work, if you don't really get to see how they can help you or try doing it yourself a little bit first and you just make that big investment right away, that can tend to backfire. So my mistake number three was I hired too fast. Mistake number four is that I fired too slow. And what I mean by this is if anyone here has had anyone on their team that they know is maybe hmm, dragging them down, uh, not doing the work exactly at the capacity that they could, um, kind of adding more work to your plate rather than helping you, those are the kinds of situations that I've been in um, in my in my business this year. Here's another example of how I didn't fire fast enough. Fire sounds really, really bad. I've never really fired anyone. It's more like, okay, you know, our time is up. I'm not going to renew the contract. I have a podcast. It's called Amp It Up, and I absolutely love doing my podcast. I've always loved doing my podcast. And then what happened was I wanted to not have to worry about doing the editing and the producing and all of that fun stuff, right? Writing the show notes, putting them up online. It's a little bit of a slog. And so what I did was when I was going through that process, I started to decide, hey, I'm going to hire a podcast producer. This is going to save myself so much time, which it did. And so I was paying this incredible podcast producer. I would never say anything negative about her. She was wonderful and her team was wonderful. You know, I think it was about $600 to do not only all the podcast producing, to create the show notes, to upload the podcast, but then to also create social media graphics for me. It saved me so much time. But for me, what happened was I stopped caring about my podcast. I don't know what that was, but for whatever reason, the second my hands were less on it and all I had to do was record, I stopped caring as much about it. I stopped posting about it. I didn't really like treat it like my baby. It felt very disconnected from me. So for me, I realized that I would save myself not only $600 a month, which is $5,000 a year, but I would also become much more invested in my own podcast. Now, the one thing I won't do is show notes. I suck at show notes. I hate doing them. And so I pass those on to my virtual assistant. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. At a very affordable price, she enjoys doing them. She listens to the podcast anyway. So I give up the show notes, but I upload the podcast myself. I produce the podcast myself. I put it up on Libsyn. I publish it and I promote it and I love it so much more. I'm so much more invested in my podcast. I've gone after some incredible guests. Actually, just this last week, Miss Molly Dare, who was here on the stage, she was on my podcast, Amp It Up. It's a great, great show. If any of you guys are looking for a little bit of a, um, a push in the 
push in the tush. That's what I'm going to call it. A push in the tush for ambitious, motivated, and positive entrepreneurs. Amp it up. Okay. So that was number four. I didn't fire fast enough. Number five, have you guys gone through a period of growing really fast? I don't know if you guys have, but I did this year. And I would say probably around February, March, April, my business, it went to a place where I never thought it could go so fast. It, it, like I said, it's because of it's because of Clubhouse. Oh, my God. I'm getting a lot of DMs and texts saying push in the tush. So I'm glad you guys are listening. Yes, we all need a push in the tush, and that is going to be my new tagline. Come over to Donna for a push in the tush. Okay, so <laughs> you guys are funny. Um, so, so basically, what what I started hap- what happened in January, February, March is every single time I would show up on Clubhouse, I would come back to Instagram and I would have a hundred new followers if I had a room on Clubhouse. Okay, so I'm not joking. A hundred new followers after three hours of a Clubhouse room. Those kind of numbers don't happen anymore. But when they did, I didn't know how to handle it. I mean, of course, my ego was was inflated. I was excited. I thought, you know, this is it. I've hit the mother load. But here's the problem when you grow really fast. Here's the problem when you all of a sudden get that kind of public, um, you know, knowledge. More people start to know who you are and they start to come over to your page or they start to um, email you and DMs. Like, I would get DMs you guys don't even understand. I couldn't keep up. And that was the problem. I grew really fast. And I couldn't scale. I just couldn't scale. I didn't have the systems in place. Right now, you know, for example, I use a program called ManyChat, which is a way that I can do automatic DMs if people send me certain words. And then I don't have to actually do that. I didn't have that in place. I didn't have my auto automated sequences in place. I didn't have my freebie set up so that it immediately set the. And so what happened was I grew really, really fast. And then I wasn't able to nurture those new people that joined my, my universe. And so if that's you guys and you're finding yourself going through a stage of growth, it's better to prevent that moment of feeling like everyone's coming on over to your party, but you don't have the food out for them. Might as well go to Costco now, right? Go to Costco and put some stuff in the freezer in case, you know, friends stop by. Then you have that coffee cake that you can pull out. And so for me, I really, really messed that up. I think I would have gone back. Had I gone back and did this again, I would have made sure all my systems were in place. And then I would have shown up on Clubhouse and really tried to promote the right things. Because I feel like I was talking, talking, talking on Clubhouse, but I didn't have anywhere for them to go. And that was a big mistake for me. Okay. On to number six. Are you guys with me here? Are we in this conversation other than pushing the tush? Does anyone Ooh, here need a push? Pushing the tush. Yes! I'm loving that. Okay, well, listen, everyone needs a push in the tush on Monday, including my kids. After this, I'm going to really give them a push in the tush to get ready for school. Okay, number six. I offered so many things. You guys, I don't know if you're like this. But I found myself creating new offers every five seconds. Every minute I was like, I'm going to do this. No, I'm going to have this program. No, I'm going to do this thing. And then I'm going to have this. And then I'm going to create this freebie. And now I'm going to do this masterclass. Okay. If you guys are like that and you're finding yourself trying to create a million different things until something sticks, I'm going to highly suggest the best thing I did in my business, which was around third, fourth quarter, was I decided to pare down all my offers, remove half of my offers, and really focus on two things. 
I have three, actually I have three offers now, but really one of them is like a secret menu. So I have my Empire Collective, which is my monthly membership, incredible group of women, female entrepreneurs, where I have guest speakers come in. Like I said, Raylan is the guest speaker this week. Fanzo has been the guest speaker in the past. A lot of the other people on the stage will or have been um, guests there, and it's an incredible community. Then I have my personal branding boot camp and VIP days. That's it. I used to have an online course for reels. I used to have this. I used to have amp up your IG. I used to have... And then I realized what happened was I was all over the place and your audience needs to not be confused. So if your audience thinks that you offer everything under the sun, then you might as well just say, you know what, forget it. Call me Cheesecake Factory. You guys do not want to be Cheesecake Factory. You want to be exactly, you know, you want to be known for exactly what you do. You don't want to be the person that sells everything under the sun. Okay. There's a few places that can really pull that off. But as online entrepreneurs, it's very hard to do that well, especially when you're just growing. So don't offer too many things. Pare that down. Number seven, I didn't pay enough attention to finances. Okay, here is the truth. This is when I get real honest with you guys. I hate, hate looking at my money. I hate it. It makes me anxious. It stresses me out. I have anxiety every single time I open my my bank statements, literally to this day. I don't know if that's ingrained to me, you know, being a Holocaust survivor's granddaughter who was incredibly paranoid about money, very, very worried about it. I became an, a very anxious around money person. I'm still working through it. I'm definitely getting better, but I love money. I love money and I want more money. And that is not something I'm scared to say out loud. However, I didn't pay enough attention to where my money was going all year. So I was just spending money, just spending money. Oh, oh, oh I like this coach. Oh, I'm going to hire this coach. Oh, I like this course. Yeah, I'm going to hire this course. Oh, I really want this, um, this new computer. Or I want this new this or I want that. I'm going to hire this person. I have an office that I have to keep up. Oh, I'm going to get that. I started spending money like crazy because I was making money. But I didn't sit and really say, okay, when you make money, if you're going to spend it, at least make it on something that is a worthwhile investment. Like uh, Mr. Fanzo over here talking to us all about NFTs that I'm investing in now. By the way, Fanzo and I have a room today at 10 a.m. Pacific time talking specifically about making the right investments and scary investments in your business. So you can come on over there in a couple hours. But spending money and investing in Bitcoin, for example, cryptocurrency, that's a smarter investment than spending money on, you know, for example, um, I'm trying to think like a really cool uh, tech piece of equipment for my office or like really fancy art for my wall in my office so that when I create a reel, it looks better. Like, please, that is not where my investment should have gone. So make smarter investments and pay more attention to your money. And if you're scared like I am to talk about money, hire a bookkeeper so you don't have to worry about it, which I did. Okay. Oh my gosh, where are we? Number eight. Oh, you guys, this is the one. This is the one that really got me this year. I took and do take things too personally. Flash your mic if you've ever been on the phone with me where I've cried to you about something that's happened to me this year. <laughs> about anything, whether it's like a personal finance. Exactly, exactly. So many of you guys, I love you. I am a sensitive soul. I'm a sensitive soul and I take things way personally. And as much as I try to tell myself, 
It's not about you. Remove yourself from the outcome. You can't control this person. They can say whatever. It has nothing to do. It doesn't matter. I care. I will care probably until the day I die. This is just who I am. If I could change it, I would. My mistake, now see, because notice this. I'm not saying I'm trying to, I mean, I'm trying to change it, but this is honestly who I am. The mistake I made this year was I let other people's opinions of me control me and take me down too much. So if someone didn't like me, if someone was against me, if someone was holding something, I literally held onto it in my being, in my heart, and it controlled my day-to-day actions. And that is where I made the mistake. Because at the end of the day, and so many of you guys on this page are smart, incredible people that have helped me so much. Raylan Fanzo, Molly, Brad, you guys, we've talked on the phone separately about these conversations. I think this is the thing. At the end of the day, we will always find those people who will, hmm, what's the word? What's the opposite of, of support? Um, not support. <laughs> Someone help me. Um, what, Raylan? Break down? That's a good one. Raylan, what were you saying? Were you saying something? Neglect, breakdown. Yeah, so you guys, I had a post the other day that I wrote about on Instagram. You can go and find it. Last week, I shared about my experience getting bullied. I got bullied in high school. And it was an awful experience. It was one time. It wasn't a long day, long time experience. It was a one day, horrible, like movie scene in front of the entire school, degrading, Um, just one of the worst experiences a person can go through, especially in ninth grade when you're just trying to get your bearings and make friends and, and be cool. And, um, I would say alongside a couple of other things that really changed the trajectory of who I was in my life. And I, I wrote about this in my post when I was bullied is I went home and you guys, I went to Beverly Hills high school, but I was the Andrea Zuckerman, meaning I was the Jewish girl that lived outside of Beverly Hills with no money. And I went home to my mom and I remember crying hysterically and my mom, an Israeli woman who moved here um, in the 70s or in the 80s actually, um, you know, crying to her mom, oh my gosh, I can't go back to school. I'm never going back to school tomorrow. I can't do it, mom. And she said to me, you know, Donna, this is the thing. At the end of the day, this is the first of many times you're gonna have this happen to you. Yes, it may not be so public. Yes, it may not be in front of the entire school. Yes, it may not be exactly like this, but women and men, the rest of your life, there will be those that try to take you down. There, they just, it just is what's gonna happen, right? It doesn't matter who you are, someone out there will be against you. And you have the choice to either hide, disappear, fall apart, remove yourself, move to another city, another school, find, or you show back up. And my mom telling me that at 14 years old really changed who I was. I had to show back up the next day. And I ended up finding my way and finding my path and finding my people. So I'm still struggling with that, you guys. And if you're here in this room and listening to the story and you're saying like, wow, I, I got bullied too, or, you know, I had that moment where someone tried to take me down at my office or at school or whatever it is. I'm with you and I I get it and it's tough, but we literally cannot let that hold us down because it's going to continue to happen until the day we die.
It really will. And it sounds kind of negative, but it's true. Um, there's also going to be really incredible people. But this conversation is not about that. It's about the mistakes. Uh, I will say if this conversation was the opposite, I would say find find your people. Find your tribe. Find your community. Because there's incredible people that will bring you back to life when you shrivel up in these moments. Okay, number nine. I work way too damn much. I work my tail off. I am a workaholic. I am a doer. I am a go-go-goer. And something happened to me right after Thanksgiving this year. I literally stopped being able to function. And I think that's called burnout. I've never had it like this. I couldn't stay awake for an entire day. I would go into my office. I would sit there unmotivated, uninspired in front of my computer, not know what to do. And then I would go to my couch. I have a lovely little couch under a window where I get a little sun like a cat. And I would get on that couch and I would curl up with my really fuzzy blanket that I just got from Target. And it's really cozy. And I would lay and I would just feel like I'm just going to close my eyes. And then I would sleep every day. And you guys, I'm not a napper. But this all of a sudden became a thing for me. And I think that's called burnout. So I think what happened was I overworked. I work too much. So we need to prioritize rest. We need to prioritize breaks and rest. And that is something that I made a mistake this year is I went too hard and long. Don't send me DMs, guys. And I didn't prioritize rest. So I should have paid more attention to my mental health, which is the number one thing. If you don't have that, you don't have anything else. Okay? Your health is the most important. And number 10, before I open it up to you guys, is this is something I'm still working on. I didn't celebrate my wins. I didn't celebrate my little wins. I still struggle with celebrating my wins. I just had a new a member to um, add, you know, add, sorry, not adding, join Empire Collective on Saturday night. I was sitting and having dinner with my family. I was, we ordered in sushi. I had a martini. I was living my best life. And all of a sudden I got a uh, an email saying, you know, blank has, has joined Empire Collective, which is a huge win. You know, that's a one year commitment. That is a big deal. And I was like, cool. why didn't I like take that moment and say, yes, yes. That's such a win. That is so exciting. Look what I did. I was able to make money sitting and having a martini, drinking uh, a martini with my family, eating sushi and watching, um, what was I watching that night? I don't remember. It was something good with my kids. Oh, it was Annie live. I was watching Annie live. And, you know, those are the things that I don't do enough. I don't celebrate the small wins. I don't celebrate when I get a DM from one of you guys saying, hey, what you did just really, you know, changed my perspective. Thank you. I don't celebrate it enough. And so we have to celebrate our wins. And going into 2022, if I could say one thing that I would do differently is I would make realistic goals. I would celebrate each and every single one of those little things I'm able to cross off. And I would, uh, you know, prioritize rest. Those are the three things that I'm going to try to do as I go into 2022. I am excited to see what happens. You guys, I have a few more minutes here. Who wants to open their mic and share anything that I said that resonated with them or add some mistake that they made in their business or in your business this year? Anyone? Hi, Dana. This is Christina. I wanted to just take a minute and say that I resonate so much with what you said about not being able to focus, <laughs> how much the people that support you keep you grounded and keep you in place. And I just wanted to share with you that how um, encouraging it was that you've been able to be successful 
but you're open with the fact that you are, I say I have squirrels in my brain. So it sounds like you are pretty much the same, you know, your brain works the same way. And I just love that this morning. So Aw, thanks, Christina. You know what's so funny? It's like, I guarantee you most people on the stage have a little squirrel brain. I wonder, you guys, flash your mic if you're here. Do you feel like you have a little squirrel brain? You know what I think it is? I think it's an entrepreneurial thing. Because I think you kind of have to be. You kind of have to have the brain that thinks a million different places. If you're only, I mean, we have the ability to focus a lot of us more than others. But I do believe there is a level that we all have that kind of, our brains are going to all the different scenarios. It's like when you're um, on playing a video game or like playing Tetris, you're like, your brain can immediately think, okay, it can go here, 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 or here. I think you have to do that. It's almost like a positive. Let's spin this. Let's spin the squirrel brain. Yeah, I mean, definitely squirrel brain, no doubt. But I have a question for you just from a standpoint of, you mentioned not celebrating over the weekend, right? And we have a we have a group uh, chat that, that many of us are on, and there's lots of group DMs throughout the community. I'm curious, what prevented you or what stopped you from celebrating that win, even if it wasn't, you know, in person or wasn't public on social, even within that community? And, like, what are you going to do differently next year to kind of change that? So you would have that, even if it wasn't celebrating in the moment, but maybe celebrating with those that you know uh, would celebrate with you. It's a really good question. Do you guys ever wonder, like, sharing sometimes feels a little self-serving? Like, there's, a, I think that's what it comes down to. Sometimes it's like, why do I need to share that? Like, do they really need to know, right? So maybe that's where that comes from. But I guess, I guess celebrating my wins, it's like, it's possible. It's, it's important to share it with other people. Sure. But at the same time, I should celebrate it. Like for me, I should take that moment even within myself without even sharing it with anyone else. I mean, I don't think I told a single person. I don't even think I told my husband who was sitting right next to me. I really don't think I shared it with anyone. So it's interesting because I just kind of was like, cool. Anyway, so why is that? Yeah, that's an interesting conversation. So I guess, I don't know. I'm going to force myself to share my wins with you every day, Fanzo. How about that? <laughs> well, and I think that's, you know, I think that's part of the, 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 you know, the absence too, right? I think from a standpoint of why do we sometimes not celebrate, you know, our, like in that moment or even with like our spouse or our partners, you know, oftentimes like they don't understand that that win doesn't matter the same to them. And I'm not saying that's the case in this instance, but I also think like, this is like a great example of like if the people that are in uh, your group chat or your circle of friends, you you don't recognize that you you winning is a motivation for us, then it's also like a, a check for all of us, right? Because the more we see people that are are like us that we support that we champion, we see them winning. It's like motivation, inspiration, and let's face it, if we're having a crappy day or a crappy weekend, like for me, like my daughters reminded me that there was three of them and one of me all weekend long, like literally all weekend long. Those that stopped after one child, I, I, I recommend that just after this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> like, but like knowing that you had that win on Saturday would have been a motivate, like Sunday would have motivated me in a way where I'm just feeling like, holy hell, I just want this weekend to end as these kids are, are driving me crazy. So I think that's a, another way of thinking of this is Oftentimes, celebrating our wins with those that care about us and understand us actually helps us more than you even think it is self-serve. Oh, well, that's a great way to end this segment. I appreciate that, Fanzo. And I think we should share our wins with others. You never know how it's going to inspire someone else. Um, thank you guys so much for listening and in participating. I'm Donna Bowling, second row. Like I said, Donna Saldana. 
we can talk about that another time. I think Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.